we heard yesterday's um, during yesterday's morning call without the truth um, it's pointless it, it'll become a lie when we try to make peace if truth is not the foundation whatever we try to build on it will fall down because it will be built on lies uh, our uh, foundation has to be truth the truth is Jesus Christ and as we build upon that truth which is God's word Jesus Christ then our structure is going to stand for sure that peace is going to be real peace it's not going to be fake peace, but it's going to be real peace that will promote God's unity, God's oneness. Jesus said this. I want to um, mention the scripture, which is very important. He said in his prayer, while he was on the face of the earth, he said, Father, just like how I'm one with you, may these be one. For the oneness that Jesus talked about and he desires so greatly and longs for it is the oneness that he wants his people to have just like how Jesus has with his father the same kind of oneness think about it how powerful that is Oneness is important. So if Satan wants to enter into a family, when Satan wants to enter into a home, when Satan wants to enter into a church, when Satan wants to enter into someone, the first thing that he will try to do is to cause some form of suspicion, will bring some form of lie, he'll bring some form of anger, he'll bring some form of misunderstanding, he'll bring some form of hatred, he'll bring some kind of twist, which is a lie, perversion of the truth. He'll create some kind of a base for disharmony or disunity. That's what he'll do. Once that's accomplished, once that oneness is disturbed, it becomes a good open door for demonic spirits to enter in. And we have to have this really understood at a deeper level because many times people think that I want to be right or I want to show myself good or I want to look good. And what do they do? They open the door to Satan in a big way. But they say, I'll argue, I'll fight, I'll do whatever I have to do in order to get the last word out. But what happens, Satan enters in when we are bent on Proving our point instead of looking at a circumstance 
the way God would look at it, okay? There's some kind of attention or some kind of a friction or, or some kind of uh, agitation that is taking place in the home, in the family, or between a husband and wife, or parents and children, or whatever it is. When you know the enemy is trying to enter in, whatever you're saying is getting twisted, or some kind of misunderstanding and communication is taking place, or something is happening where the other person is agitated or you feel agitated. You need to stop yourself right there. And you have to say, I'm not going to be the person who will give room for the enemy to come into my home. I'm not going to be the person who will give room or open the door for demons to enter into my marriage. I'm not going to be the person who will open the door for Satan to enter into my family. I'm not going to be the person who will open the door for the enemy to enter into my church. Every single person will be alert to say to alert will be alert to Satan's cunning ways. And be wise in making sure that humility is the way to go. And no matter who says what, I'm gonna humble myself so that I'll be the one who will keep the door tight. And the enemy is trying to push the door to come in. And he's moving through someone else or trying to get you irritated. You're going to say, I'm going to be the one who keeps the door tight. I'm not going to be the one who will open the door to the enemy to come into my home or into my church. And when you humble yourself and do that which is right before God and be a peacemaker, then Satan will be kept outside your home. Satan will be kept outside your marriage. Satan will be kept outside your church. And it will bring down the presence of God. God will come in. When he sees humility, when God sees humility, when God sees love, when God sees us doing that which is pleasing to God, he will come to bless his people. That's what we saw in Psalm 133. God himself will come. When the enemy is kept outside your home, God himself will come inside your home. When the enemy is kept outside the church, God himself will come down and bless our church. When the enemy is kept outside your marriage, God himself will come and bless your marriage. But these are the things we must understand and remember that any time or every time you argue at home or argue and try to make yourself look good or argue and try to prove a point, you know, it doesn't matter, you know, who sees and who doesn't see and I'm going to to show my, um, my side and I'm going to prove my point. And then let yourself get agitated and, and contribute to the peacelessness that the enemy wants to bring in. Then you know that you are actively opening the door because you know the truth. So even if one person 
is getting upset in your home, even if someone is doing something wrong, when I say wrong, I'm not talking about presumptuous sin, I'm talking about some kind of misunderstanding, and some kind of a problem is beginning to happen. It is important for you to know, okay, Satan is beginning to work. You need to bind and pray and make sure that you hold the door tight so that the enemy who is trying to push and try to come in by working through the next person will be kept outside your home and not be allowed to come in. You should be the person. As a child of God, you should say, I'm not going to get into this. I'm not going to get angry. I'm not going to get frustrated. I want the presence of God to be here. I don't want demonic presence to come in. I want the presence of God to come into my home. So at that point, whatever you have to do, it could be to close your mouth at that time and say, God, help me. And I'm going to do the right thing by humbling myself. And even if I looked like I was wrong and the other person was right because I didn't prove my point, it's okay. When you do the right thing and pray, God will speak to the other person. God will convict the other person. When you take the highway of holiness, which is humility, when you do that which is right before God, God will vindicate you. When you do that which is right before God, God will bless you. When you do that which is right before God, God will speak for you. When you do that which is right before God, God will intervene on your behalf. You don't have to fight for your rights. You don't have to prove your point. You don't have to make yourself look good. When you humble yourself and do that which is right before God, by holding that door tight, not letting the enemy come in your home, because it takes two people to argue, always remember. One person can scream their lungs out and leave. If you keep quiet, there's no room for argument there at that point. That will convict the person. One person can say something sarcastic. But if you don't say anything in return, there's no room for the devil because you didn't contribute to that. You're still holding the door tight. You're closing your mouth. And by speaking to God, the presence of God will come. God will bless you for doing the right thing. It doesn't mean that you keep quiet and become bitter on the inside. There are people like that. But you keep quiet and you tell God, Lord, I'm doing this because I want to promote peace. I'm doing this because I don't want to let, I don't want to let the enemy come inside. Help me, Jesus. And you do that which is right before God. God will, God will speak for you. It's always better to let God speak for you instead of you trying to speak for yourself. That's the wisest thing one can do. 
which is to let God speak for them. Let God speak for you. You hold your peace. God will speak for you. You hold your peace. God will act on your behalf. You humble yourself and you show love. The Bible says you overcome evil with good. You overcome evil with good. You overcome evil with good. Every time you overcome evil with good, you win. Every time you love your enemy, you are overcoming evil with good. And when you do that, God says that you're actually putting Satan to shame because God's presence will come there. God will bless you. God will speak for you. God will show you his power. There are times your good will be evil spoken of. You will do good and those who get good things from you will not only be ungrateful, will not only not say thank you, but will speak bad about you. Not every time you do good, God will come and make everybody say thank you to you. No. That's the place where God will test you. To see, even if someone doesn't say thank you, are you doing it still unto the Lord? Even if someone turns around and slaps you when you do good, are you still going to show God's love to them? Are you going to be a peacemaker? Are you going to continue to do what Jesus told you to do without expecting anything in return? See, that's a higher way of living this Christian life. Yes, God will come and vindicate us. Yes, God will come and speak for us. That's a supernatural way of living. But there are times God won't say anything to see what we will do. That's where the nature of Jesus Christ is formed. There is a path called the path of the cross where when we go through that path of the cross, we will face reproach. We will face persecution. We will face lies. People will speak lies about us. People will say false things about us. People will be ungrateful to us. All these things will happen. It happened to Jesus. It will happen to us too. But will we continue to love? Will we continue to give? Will we continue to walk in the path of the cross like Jesus did? After healing all the people, after sleepless nights and days of giving himself so that the people can live, Jesus was crucified. Even on his way to the cross, right when he was getting arrested, he did good to the servant of the high priest. The guy's ear was cut off by Peter. Jesus could have just said, Peter, that's not good for you to do it. And he could have just walked because Jesus was going to experience something far worse for 
this guy only one year was cut off. Jesus Christ, his body was going to be broken. Nails were going through his hands and feet. Thorns were going through his head. He could have been thinking about himself. But he did not. Even at that time, he performed a miracle. He gave. And he gave. And he gave. This is what true love is. This is the path of the cross. The path of the cross is, you give, and you give, and you give, and you give, and you give. You give. Even when it hurts, you give. You love. Even when it hurts, you love. That is the way of the cross. Such people are the ones who will be loved by the Father in a unique way. Jesus was able to do all these things because of his tight bond with the Father, the oneness he had with the Father. So those who promote peace because they have truth as a foundation. You see that in the life of Jesus where Jesus Christ, he was the truth and he was arrested for the truth. He was crucified for the truth. The Prince of Peace hung on the cross because he had truth as a foundation. So while he was crucified, while they smote him, while they spat on him, while they mocked him, while they scourged him, you don't see God coming and rescuing him there every time. But Jesus was vindicated. God did show up. And Jesus rose again from the dead. We see how many people got saved. God did judge those people who said, let his blood, innocent blood, Jesus' blood, fall upon us and our children and their children. And they said, crucify Jesus. All of them got judged by God. There's a time for that. But God's people must be people who will continue to do the right thing. Should continue to show God's love. We're God's people who must overcome evil with good. We're God's people who must give and love in spite of what we may see. So in your home, in your family, among your loved ones, among God's people, it's important to follow the principle that God has said in His Word, which is to become a reflection of Jesus Christ to this crooked and perverse generation. Wherever we go, whatever we see, whoever we talk to, we must have this one thing in our minds. 
I'm not here to show myself. I'm not here to... to show how good I am or how kind I am or how patient I am or how loving I am or how wise I am. I'm not here to represent me. I'm not here for myself. That me has to go I'm here to represent Jesus Christ. I'm here to show to this world whoever I'm interacting with. It could be your spouse, it could be your children, it could be your parents, it could be your church people, it could be your co-workers, whoever it is. Your Interaction should reflect Jesus Christ. Your mannerisms should reflect Jesus Christ. You have to become a representation of Jesus Christ. So that should be the focus. That ego, I wouldn't say we should take the back seat. I should, I should say that it should exit out of your vehicle. Ego self should not be there at all. It's, it's really an ugly thing. It's not of the Father. It should be removed. So God will help every one of His children as they look to God and say, Lord, wherever I go, I want to reflect You. Whoever I talk to, they need to see Jesus. If they need to see Jesus, then me, myself, and I needs to be out trying to defend myself and and get ruffled up when something doesn't go my way has to be out because I want people to see Jesus when they talk to me I want to see, see I want to I want to reflect Jesus Christ into the people so in your actions in your behavior in your thought life in your mannerisms. Think about this. Is what I'm doing reflecting Jesus Christ? Is this how Jesus would have responded or behaved? Is Jesus being seen and heard? Is Jesus being seen and heard in my life, at my workplace, in my family, in my church, wherever I go, is Jesus being seen and heard? Ask yourself this question throughout the day, whatever you do. Am I being a reflection of Jesus Christ? And as you ask yourself that question, the Holy Spirit will bring to you. He'll bring before you the areas that are not in line with the Father. The Holy Spirit will bring to you. That's how refining will take place. Otherwise, everybody will think that we're all great saints and we are at a, 
image of patience and, and love. It's important to take before God and do a self-examination throughout the day. Did I reflect Jesus Christ when I spoke to my co-worker? Did I reflect Jesus Christ when I spoke to my mom? Did I reflect Jesus Christ when I spoke to my spouse? Did I reflect Jesus Christ when I spoke to my church brother or sister? Or did I reflect Jesus Christ when I was with my friend? Did I reflect Jesus Christ when I was at the doctor's office? Well, these kind of questions you ask yourself. And the areas that you see that you are not reflecting Jesus Christ which means that you're not responding with Jesus Christ, which means that you're not exhibiting His character. Those are the areas that you need to focus on and work on it by going to God and asking Him to help you. And not just praying every day, Lord, help me, I'm being mean to this person, and or, I'm, or I'm getting angry at this person, or this person is really getting on my nerves, Lord, I don't know what to do, and, and I'm just a human, and uh, this is how my makeup is, and... This is my personality, and I'm short-tempered, And um, but uh, that person, what they're doing is not right, so that's why I did it. And when you justify, always remember, when you justify your sins, when you justify why you did what you did, then you will not make progress. People who justify their sins, as to why they did, will not make progress. The place where a person can really begin to make progress is the place where they say, I'm wrong. God help me. I want to change. I don't want to be this way. I truly want to be like Jesus. When we come to the place of surrender, which is humility, which is the right thing to do, then God's mercy will be experienced by those who humble themselves and surrender to God and say, Lord, I'm wrong. No matter what the next person did, I should not have behaved this way. Am I a Christian? Am I carrying Jesus Christ in my heart? Am I carrying Jesus Christ in my attitude? Am I carrying Jesus Christ in my mind? Am I carrying Jesus Christ in my mouth? If so, then I will be called his son or his daughter because I will be a peacemaker. Only those who can humble themselves will be peacemakers. Those who lay down their lives will become peacemakers. So I pray that God will help you to understand the value of unity, the value of reflecting Jesus Christ. It's priceless. Only those who have inner strength can become a reflection of Jesus Christ. So when you see the weaknesses, when you see the areas that are still very crude and and rough where the nature of Jesus is not seen. You need to understand that God needs to work on those areas 
And you need to work on those areas by going to God, humbling yourself and asking God to help you. Saying, Lord, I desperately need to change. Lord, I desperately need your strength. Lord, I desperately need you, Jesus, to do this work in my life. And you know, your desperation will really show itself in action. Are we just going to God and simply saying that I'm, I desperately need your help and not being desperate enough to taking action will be a lie. That's hypocrisy. So if you really say, Lord, I'm desperate for a change, then your actions will show how desperate you are when you make that effort to change. God will say, okay, you're saying you desperately need me. You desperately want to change. But I don't see the desperation when it comes to your effort in wanting to change. So may God help every single one here this morning. As we heard the recap and reflected on what God spoke. And I pray that what God has spoken now will bring about a significant change. Not a light change, but a significant change in your life. To making each one of you reflections of Jesus Christ. That's the goal of God the Father in Christ Jesus for each one of us here. That we look like Jesus and talk like Jesus, walk like Jesus, live like Jesus on the face of the earth. And without humility, it's not possible. Without humbling yourself in every area of your life, it will not be made possible. So, humbling oneself is something that a human being can do and should do. There you can say, Lord, I can't humble myself. I have a problem humbling myself. So can you humble yourself for me? No. What you have to do, you have to do. God will give grace to the humble. You humble yourself before God and ask God for humility. When you pray and ask God for humility, to believe that He gave it to you. And how will you show that He gave it to you? Next time when you get the opportunity where someone says something, does something, gives you an attitude and and something happens where you feel like saying the same thing like before. If you believe that God gave you the grace to be humble, at that point you're going to stop yourself and step on that pride and exercise what God has given you by exercising your faith and acting on it by willingly humbling yourself. This is what Jesus did. Jesus willingly humbled himself all the way to the death of the cross. From the time he was born to the time he died, he humbled himself. What did he humble himself for? So that he can become a reflection of the Father to us. 
Why did he humble himself all the way to the death of the cross? So that the will of God may be accomplished in our lives, that's why you and I are here today. Because he humbled himself. And those who slapped him and mocked him and spat on him did what they did and he did not retaliate. He went like a lamb to the slaughter. And because of that, I'm here and you are here. Otherwise we'll all go to hell. He humbled himself so that I can live and you can live. We can see Jesus face to face one day. Live with him on this side of eternity and live with him on the other side of eternity forevermore. So the goal was met. Jesus is happy. When people heard him, it really hurt him. But he humbled himself. Though he was God, though he was God, he didn't retaliate. Though he was God, he didn't say, I am God and you are doing this to me? No. I did all these miracles and you have no fear of me? No. He didn't say anything over there. He gave place to the will of God to take place in his life by keeping quiet. There's a place to keep quiet. Because Jesus kept quiet. You are here and I'm here today. Because Jesus kept quiet. You can keep quiet and I can keep quiet. Because Jesus humbled himself, you can humble yourself and I can humble myself. There's no excuse for anyone on the face of the earth as to why they cannot humble themselves. In such circumstances, Jesus still humbled himself. How much more? How much more we should? How much more we should? And every time you humble yourself, always remember, God's grace will be poured upon you. Those who humble themselves will receive God's grace. The Bible says, God resists the proud, but He gives grace to the humble. So there are people who will not receive God's grace. You know why? Because they refuse to receive His grace by walking in pride. Every time you choose pride, remember, you're saying no to the grace of God. Isn't that scary? Every time you choose pride, you set yourself up against God Almighty. Isn't that scary? Because God's word says, He resists the proud. So so pride is not a beautiful thing. Pride is not something that we should claim and and I have ownership to it. Like there are some people who say, well, we're all proud people. My family is very proud. Our generation is very proud. And our culture is very proud. I come from a very proud uh, family. And while they say itself, they are proud. That's not a good thing. We really should feel ashamed. And we say those things. That means we come from a whole culture or society or whatever it is that is against God Almighty. What a foolish culture that should be. 
if we think that pride is the root of everything, it's foolishness to set oneself against God Almighty. So pride is not a good thing. Pride is a number one enemy. Pride should have no place in the life of a believer. God has to be there in the life of a believer. In our homes, in our workplaces, in our marriages, in our families, God has to be there. God's grace has to be there. How many of us can think that we can cruise through this world without the grace of God? Every time you let pride come in, you set yourself up against God. You make God your enemy. Don't forget that. You can't just come to God and say, Oh Lord, I need you, God, I need you, God, I need you. But be proud wherever you go. It's a contradiction. So tell yourself that I'm going to step on pride. I'm going to put pride down. I'm going to become a reflection of Jesus Christ by receiving His grace for my life. When Christ comes in, joy comes in. When Christ comes in, peace comes in. When Christ comes in, all kinds of blessings come in. So it's important to say, no matter how I feel, no matter what the enemy may try to do, I'm not going to give room to pride because I want to be a vessel that is covered with the grace of God. The more I humble myself, the more grace will be poured into my vessel. The more I humble myself, the more I receive the grace of God. And the more I receive the grace of God, the more I can become like Jesus. So may God help us to understand what the Spirit of God is speaking to us this morning and yield every member of your body to the working of the Holy Spirit. That there be no hint of pride. Let there be no hint of pride. Let there be no hint of pride. Let there be no Hint of pride. So where there's pride, there's dissension and discord. Where there's pride, there's disunity. If pride is there, oneness cannot be there. Because if pride is there, Satan himself will be there. Because the author and the sustainer of pride is Lucifer. So we cannot expect God to be there. But where humility is there, Jesus will be there. Where humility is there, God's peace will be there. Where you have humility, you'll have the presence of God. Where you have humility, you have the grace of God. Where you have humility, you will see the oneness that comes from God. So take this time as we're going to pray, as you meditate on what God has spoken to you, this morning and last uh, 
yesterday morning take it before the living god and say lord i really want to change i really want to go forward i just simply don't want to say but i want to show it i simply don't want to say i humble myself humble myself but don't show it in action i really want to humble myself and i'm humbling myself at this hour um going to do whatever it takes to kill this enemy called pride and i'm going to do whatever it takes to not let dissension or discord disunity ever come near my door i'm going to be someone who will keep the door locked and hold it tight not let the intruder come into my heart my home my mind my marriage my family or my church shall we close eyes and look to the lord father thank you god for this morning hour thank you for being our gracious father even so kind to us lord we received so much of your kindness We received so much of your mercy. We received so much of your goodness. Father, you've been so good to us. We commit ourselves into your hands this morning. This word that you've given to us, Father, let it bring life to your people, Lord. May they grow all the more in the image of Jesus Christ. May they flourish, O oh Lord, before you. May they grow in humility, Father. May they grow in patience, Lord. May the fruit of the Spirit be seen in the lives of your people. Lord, I pray, may the hand of the living God rest upon your people. I pray, Holy Spirit, that the river of God, the river of life, refresh your people this morning whatever they have to do father may it all be done with jesus christ upon their minds and hearts whatever they have to do lord this day whoever they have to communicate with or interact with i pray may it be done with the humility of the lord jesus christ may they be reflections of you lord all through this day Father, may they grow, Lord, in the grace and knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. May their lives, O Lord, truly, truly, truly become a reflection of Jesus Christ in all things. Father, I pray, may they prosper in you, Lord. Give your people the strength that they need and to see clearly give them the strength that they need father to think clearly give them the strength that they need oh lord to walk steadily in the ways of the living god comfort your people strengthen your people lord may they feel your love and may they show your love to those around them the truth be seen in the inward parts of your people 
Lord, I pray that no perverse false way be found in the lives of the people. Let there be no duplicity, O Lord. Let there be no hypocrisy, Father. But I pray that there be true humility and truth. May our church, O Lord, be a church that will reflect the beauty of Jesus Christ. May your people overcome evil with good wherever they go. May they guard their hearts and their minds through Jesus Christ, our Lord, by being humble and by promoting peace. May they be vigilant and sober against the enemy. May they watch at all times and keep their doors closed so the enemy may not come in their homes. May everyone be vigilant, Lord, not to let the devil come into their lives, into their families, or into the house of God. Lord, I pray that the hand of the Almighty God touch every single one at this hour. Bless them, Lord. Bless the work to their hands, Father. May this day be a day of drawing nearer to the Heavenly Father. Take away every bitterness, Lord. Take away every falsehood. Take away every evil way. Take away everything that is not of you, Jesus. Let there be a deeper cleansing and purification taking place, Lord, in this body of Jesus Christ. That each one may stand before God worthy to call on his name with this blessing I bless your people with this morning that they may walk in uprightness of heart that they may walk in the humility of the Lord Jesus Christ that in everything they may give thanks to God the Father that their lives may be open books before this world that those who see them may see you work in their lives and work through their lives I thank you for doing this in Jesus most precious name I pray Amen Amen Jesus.